This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show as always. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Natalie Tafflinger from EXP. Before we get to Natalie, a few quick announcements. First, I need you to help us double our audience, which sounds like a huge task. And I guess it is a huge task, but you're going to make it so easy for you. If this podcast podcast has been helpful for you. And if you're listening, I'm hoping it has been or else you're just punishing yourself by listening to my voice every so often. Uh, I want you just to tell one other person about this show. If every one of our listeners does that, uh, if I do the math correctly, that means we'll double the audience. So please do that. Just tell one other real estate agent about the show and let them know that this can help them take their business to the next level. And oh yeah, it's totally free and we're doing it to give back to the community that has been super generous to us. So please help us spread the word, tell a friend. And the second thing is find us on Facebook and follow us. We put a lot of effort into our Facebook page because every single day we find an article that's written, designed to help you grow your business and we share it there. And that's basically all we share there. Uh, Of course, we do our episodes there as well. So you can find us at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And as always, thank you to everyone who's listening right now. We really appreciate it. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. And, you know, as we're coming up on 250 episodes and we can't wait to do 250 more. You know, we do this because we know what an impact it has because you tell us it has an impact. And so we're so grateful to reach as many people as we can. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening. And now on to our episode interview with Natalie Tafflinger. everyone. Today on the show, we have Natalie Tafflinger from the Tafflinger Group with EXP in South Carolina. Let me tell you a little bit about Natalie and why we're so excited to have her on the show. Um, Natalie uh, is is from Florence or, or lives currently in Florence, South Carolina. She was a 2000 graduate of Bowling Green State University with a degree in psychology. I myself was a Miami University uh, graduate with an, also a degree in psychology, so not too far away from where you went to school. But upon graduation, Natalie spent 13 years in human resources with Owens Corning uh, and Honda of America. After a two-year sabbatical, uh, Natalie obtained a real estate license in 2015. I want to make sure you heard me there. She obtained her real estate license in 2015. Since then, she has become a multi-million dollar producer, nearly doubling her volume every single year. In 2020, Natalie was inducted into the Remax Hall of Fame and also achieved the highest gross volume of 31 million and the highest number of transactions, get this, 126 sales transactions or closed transactions 
in the history of the local MLS. So she did the highest number of transactions in the history of her local MLS. And she is only, that was her fifth year in the business. Natalie is married to her husband, Chris, and is a mother of two. They always say, if you, uh, if you want to get something done, give it to a, a busy mother. Um, <laughs> in her spare time, uh, Natalie enjoys giving back to her local community through charity, spending time outdoors, and relaxing at the lake. I want everyone to go visit Natalie's website, which is Natalie uh, Tafflinger Homes, Natalie Tafflinger Homes, which is plural.com. Uh, Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. So it was funny when, when we first um, were talking just, just or before we started recording, I said, so on Natalie's website, it says, you know, P-E-D, P-E-E-D-E. And I, I was sort of, I'm sort of ignorant to, um, to South Carolina's geography. And, and, and even though I've spent many, many, many years there, as I was telling you, my parents had a place in, in North Myrtle Beach and she's only about an hour uh, from there. Um, but um, yeah, so, so tell us a little bit about how you, cause you're not from there originally. How did you end up in, in, in that part of, of South Carolina? So my husband and I, we moved here seven years ago. Um, and when we moved here, I literally, it was a little um, intimidating. I literally sure. knew no one, not one person. We were oh. moving from Ohio to South Carolina with Honda, not for me, for my husband. He worked at sure. Honda as well at the time. The only one person I knew when we moved here was my realtor. And <laughs> uh, she beca she's become the dearest friend to me <clears throat> since then. Um, but that's how we moved here. When we moved here, I decided to take a two-year sabbatical from human resources, spent some time with the kids. Um, it was a wonderful two years, but I am just a worker at heart. I love work. That's where I get my satisfaction from. So after two years, I had a decision to make and I was ready to go back to work. It's incredible too, because your community is is not a a, a massive uh, population sized community for buyers and sellers you you were telling me it's it's under like 130,000 people in, in your most immediate area correct mm -hmm. that's correct yes so we have about 140,000 people in the the surrounding area and um, when I first went into real estate I you know as I mentioned I had only lived here for two years so I went into real estate completely um, unaware of what it, it was included and involved in real estate. In fact, um, I made the decision to become a realtor based solely off of the, my realtor. Her name is Kathy Westerbeck and um, made the decision to become a realtor. And at that time, I just, I, I thought, okay, I'm going to start with an agency. I'll be working with some other realtors and they will give me buyers and sellers and they will give me the leads. And that's how I'll build my business. Sure. I I'll had, just, I'll just get a hand of leads. And <laughs> that's right. I mean, literally y'all, that is how ignorant I was to this game. I, I had no idea sales were involved. I'm not a salesperson. I had no idea sales were involved. Yeah. You're, you're a human resources person. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my first week in the office, when I'm meeting everybody, I'm like, okay, so you know, when does when's the start? Like, when do I get my first client? And they're like, yeah, no, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah, they're like, well, make a list of everybody you know, and then you go, well, I've only lived here two years. The list can't yes. possibly be that long. Um, yes. So how do you get started? How what did you do? Because I grew up in in a, a, a city uh, of almost about the same size, Peoria, Illinois. Um, and I, I live in Chicago now. So I, but I, I was, I often think about that. That if if I was a realtor in Peoria, um, well, I would have quite an advantage because I spent the first you know eighteen years of my life living there, and I know 
a lot of people. You didn't have that luxury. And, mm -hmm. you know, I just think, you know, in, in those kind of communities, oftentimes it is people who were born and raised there. They already know other realtors a lot of times. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So how did you go about, you know, getting the name, your name out there, making sure people were aware of you and, and what was your, your process for that? So I just started talking to the people I knew and yeah. explaining to them, um, you know, I was going into real estate. Luckily, I had a business background, so I feel like that helped. But um, it started in my neighborhood where I lived. So I just started with where I lived and tried to grow my business from that. And we happen to live in a wonderful neighborhood. I have sold umpteen number of houses in that neighborhood now. Um, but my very first listing was from a, a workout instructor that I went to the gym with. And so I was friends with her. She needed to sell her home. And so she hired me to sell her home, which is a redemption story. And we can get back to that because I didn't sell it. I didn't sell it at first. I ultimately sold it, but it was some time later. Um, so I just started in my neighborhood. I remember um, a friend of mine from the neighborhood calling me and she said, Natalie, we've sold all of our homes for sale by owner, but yeah. she is, she does taxes. She's an accountant. She said, I want you to come over to our house and talk my husband into letting you list our home because I'm too busy to deal with it. And right. I'll never, I, I remember being in my kitchen and thinking to myself, I've got to nail this. This is critical because I need to build my name in this neighborhood and went over there, spoke with the husband, spoke with the wife got home that night. She texted me. She said, girl, you nailed it. You've got the listing. So oh. I got the listing. It was a beautiful, wonderful home, sold it in like two days. And at the time wow. that wasn't normal. I know that's normal now. Um, sold, sold it very quickly and it just spread like wildfire from there. Wow. Well, we should, I want to just go back to that story for a moment because not only is it incredible that you had the opportunity to win over this this you know neighbor who who is going to sell their home by for sale by owner, but those are typically the hardest listings <laughs> to get because these are people that have actively raised their hand and say, "I do not want to work with a realtor," probably mostly because of the fees associated. And you know, right. if it's like two and a half percent of the home and it's a three hundred thousand dollar home, that's seventy five hundred dollars mm -hmm. right there that they would rather save and have already decided that's the direction they want. It and have already done it in the past. And now yeah. you have to go in and say, no, you're actually going to pay, you know, um, you know, more than that, actually, because you're going to pay both sides of the commission, probably. And and so that is a tough so so I, I really applaud you because that is that is an amazing accomplishment. Um, when you're new to be able to, you know, transform or for sale by owner into a client. Thank and you. I, I imagine they probably sang your praises. Uh, and they said, oh, Okay, well, yeah, they've been, they've been wonderful. So um, one of the things that I did to help secure that is when I went in there, as you mentioned with the for sale by owner, I just did my best to sell my services. And I really played up to the fact that she had given me the insight ahead of time of how busy their lives were and, and how right. they've done it in the past. And so I just played up to the services that I could provide them to the point because they had two, three adorable dogs. And I said, I'll take care of your dogs when I have showings. I'm right around the corner. I'm going to come get your dogs. I'll take them out for showings. Yeah. I'll take care of everything. So I really just promoted that it would be seamless for them, take the work out of it. And, um, and it turned out, well, they ended up being a client of mine to purchase something. And then they have um, continued to refer me on to other people as well. 
That's amazing. That, that's an incredible story. And it is very, again, just how difficult that is to convert people who really weren't looking to work with a realtor and, um, and you being able to say, here's why it's actually worth it to, mm-hmm. to utilize me. And, you know, all sorts of studies have shown that, you know, when people sell their home by themselves, they overvalue it. They sell, it takes longer to sell. And, and uh, I've even done that myself with a condo I owned, even though I knew better, I, I priced it higher than I should have, because that's just human, uh, you know, mm-hmm. nature. And, um, and as soon as I dropped it down to what it should have been, then, then it sold. But um, that is that there are, it is challenging sometimes to work with, with people who are kind of headed that way. Um, and you were able to, to overcome that. So, so you mm-hmm. had this great first uh, experience, of course, with, um, with, with that. And then and then how did you grow? And I know you've like doubled your business every, every year. And I guess maybe not the hardest thing to do in your first couple of years, if, if you started mm-hmm. out slower, but you are now last year, you ended up with 126 sales. That's, that's a closing every like three days. Um, how were you, how were you able to, to do that? And, and it's, it, is it just you, or do you now have more people that, that are with you on your team or are you doing it all mm-hmm. yourself? Well, when I first went into real estate, my expectation, as I mentioned, was very low. I thought, okay, I'm going to get into this just to be a part-time agent, which a lot of people do. And my husband and the people who knew me at the time said, Natalie, you don't know how to do anything part-time. So the first year, my, my thought was, okay, I'll sell 10 houses maybe 12. If I did one every month, 12 houses, that'd be awesome. Um, I ended up selling 22 houses my first year, 33, my second year, 52, my third, it was, um, the the 77, my fourth and then 126 last year. Um, but it just has grown. It's been very, very grassroots. And you know, my strategy is not overcomplicated. It's been very grassroots. It's just doing a good job for people and the grit and the grind of hard work. And, of relying on those people to tell others. So Florence being a small community that it is, and me not knowing a lot of people, majority of my growth is getting the opportunity to help someone, usually someone I know, who then takes their experience and passes it on to somebody else and me getting another opportunity and another opportunity. Um, So that's been a very, very grassroots um, growth, if you will. So I I have a question. um, And I'm curious, because we always talk about working by referral on the show. Most every top producer we talk to, of course, gets to a level at some point where the majority of their business does come through previous clients that have continued Mm -hmm. to spread the word. Um, Are you specifically asking clients to help spread the word or is it something that they're just naturally doing it? Because that's always the question is, you know, in, in sales 101 from 50, 60 years ago, it was like, you're supposed to say, Hey, give me the names of three people, which I, I never seemed, never seemed to make sense to me to want to do that. Um, but, Mm -hmm. um, are, are you saying, Hey, you know, one of the ways you could help me if you ever find anyone that could use my services, but, or are you just not mentioning that and just letting what you've done for them sort of shine through or a combination? Well, in the beginning, as I mentioned, not knowing anything about sales and not being a salesperson myself. In the beginning, I just really wouldn't say anything and just people would continue to spread the good word, which I was thankful for. And of course, gratitude and showing them my thanks. But as the business has grown, I, I definitely at this point now talk to people about would love to, you know, have you do, I don't necessarily ask for referrals. Sure. Um, of course. But I will, of course. I will ask them, you know, after a transaction is over, would you write a review for me? And awesome. Because I'm just learning, and again, um, I'm learning that people really look at those reviews. <laughs> they yeah. actually go out, yeah. read them. I've had several people call me. It's one thing I do do. 
here's cuddles. <laughs> so so for, for all of you listening, uh, <laughs> Natalie's cat cuddles just jumped up on her chair. And if you're watching the video, it's quite, quite a beautiful, cute, cute cat. Oh, I warned you ahead of time that my cat would probably be joining us. Um, <laughs> So I've, I've learned now when people call me, I do my best to try to ask and understand most of the people I know, but if I don't ask and understand, you know, where they heard about me, where they learned about me. And I just noticed this trend of people saying your reviews online, your reviews online. And so I've now put a lot more weight and in, um, into those reviews. Yeah, we, we've been doing the same thing here at our company. So at, at our firm, we have just to, to let the audience know, it's just it's really interesting. So we have about 700 agents um, at, our, at our company here. And what's funny is our Google reviews, not even Zillow, just our, our Google reviews um, from clients of all of, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of agents we have. And we only had about 50 reviews because we weren't specifically asking for them. We What mm -hmm. we've done now is we've taken an effort to where we send an email to every single client from any of our brokers once a transaction closes we have a cute mm -hmm. little picture of a cat actually um that's like that's like a cat that's begging and it's got its paws up and it says would you please Aww. consider writing a review of your agent and and it's just a cute thing and we just send one email that's it um and then we um and, and in the last year we've gone from you know, uh, about 50 reviews to now over 200 on Google, simply by asking. We do it in a, in a funny way. Um, right. But um, for everyone listening out there, you know, now Google reviews might not be as important for an agent. Of course, Zillow reviews are probably the most important thing. But, you know, Facebook, Zillow, um, uh, you know, Google, possibly even Yelp, although I don't think people are, many agents are focusing on Yelp. But ask your clients to, um, you know, hey, if I did a good job for you, I'd really appreciate, you know, send them a link, um, which of course, Natalie's is doing uh, similar things as well. So just, right. uh, it really does work and people are more than happy to share, you know, their experience, especially if they had a good experience. Um, and uh, so yeah, reviews are everything. Okay, I know this is this is kind of a funny behind the scenes thing, but Natalie is, is such a preparer, uh, which makes perfect sense based on her, her the success she's had uh, already. But she has some list of tips and ideas of what she thinks has made her successful that she wants to share with everyone. So I'd say, let's just start running through them because they're all awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, it's probably um, a boring way to go through all of this. No, but, it's, it's um, <laughs> not at all. I love it. Uh, preparation is just one of my, I'm most comfortable when I feel prepared. You know, you've got some people who've got the wit and they're off the cuff and they can do the great things like that. Yeah. That is not me. That is not how I operate. Um, but some of the tips um, that I've prepared and, you know, have information on each of those, but just to kind of go through the list, if you will. Um, so number one, faith. Um, when I started in real estate, um, it was my number one priority to put the Lord first in my career. And people think I'm just crazy because they'll come and say, what's the number one thing you can do? And when I say that, they kind of look at me like, okay, you're, that's a little bizarre advice, but it has worked for me. And it's, it is key, absolutely keystone to my success. So faith and then grit. Grit is my favorite. Like I mentioned before, I love to get in, dig in and work hard for, for clients. I consider myself, um, I have a servant's heart. I love to serve people. Yeah. It takes people sometimes a long time to come to terms, or it used to be a bad thing to say, oh, you're a people pleaser. You're just a people pleaser. Well, I own it. I am a people pleaser. I want to do a good job for you. I want you to be happy. Um, so grit, willingness to learn. I think this is huge. Um, I will be the first to say, I do not know everything. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a baby in this industry, five years in a market where we have realtors that have been in Florence 
selling real estate for 40 years. Sure. 40 years. So there's so much to be learned um, with real estate. Every transaction is different. Every client's different, which is what makes this dynamic and interesting, but also makes it one of the most difficult things you can do. So your willingness to learn and seeking out learning um, is another item. Um, going above and beyond. I always, one of my taglines is exceeding expectations. It's yeah. something that I learned back at Honda um, in my HR days. And I will continuously think to myself, is this how a top agent will act? Is this something a top agent will do? Um, yeah. And just playing to playing in my mind, what more could you be doing? How should you be handling this? How would a top agent handle this? Um, so the, the going above and beyond. Um, building relationships and trusted support systems. I'm a relationships person through and through. I believe that, again, just grassroots, my success is because of relationships, because of knowing people and um, having relationships with them and truly caring. I think sincerity goes a long way in real estate. Oh, yeah. People know if it's just... you. People is transparent. When you really care, people know. When you don't really care, people know. So if that's why it's always been just the perfect mix for me because I do care and I don't have to try to care or work at caring. I just, I care. So it, it works well in this industry. Um, pre preparedness, that's the next item. And yeah. this is an example of just being prepared. And then the market, knowing the mar marketing, actually. I do a lot of listings. So my business is split um, 60, 40, 60% on the listing side, 40% on the buyer side, which has been an awesome mix because I love working with buyers and they're helpful to me as well for me to be able to be more successful on the listing side. So I know- Could you explain that real quickly? So, because um, you just said, hey, working with buyers actually helps me become even better with, with sellers. Can you explain sort of what, what that means? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I heard when I first went into real estate, um, people said, be a buyer's agent, learn the industry through a buyer, buyer's agency. And I do think that is a good way to, to start you know, your career. But for me, um, I just naturally fell into the listing side and I really loved the listing side, but I wanted to be really good at the listing side. So I always felt like, okay, I need to also be really good on the buyer side and learn sure. from the buyer side. So for example, when I'm going into a listing appointment and they want uh, my advice or feedback on what to do to prepare for the home, I take the information that I hear firsthand from my buyers and I can translate that into how we're going to sell your home more successfully. I take my um, experience with buyers with home inspections and what they want and translate that into the listing. And sometimes we'll do a pre-home inspection before the listing because I've had buyers who've walked from deals. I've seen buyers you know, just walk from deals. And so if I can identify those items and know about them ahead of time, it's going to help me save a deal down the road. Yeah, um, it's really, really, really smart. Um, and I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. I just, no, 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 I, I just think, you know, it's, it's so interesting because so many listeners who maybe are working with buyers right now, more than, than sellers might think, well, if I only just, just worked with sellers, that would really be the pinnacle of, of my career. And, and I, I never have to, you know, work with buyers again, not that there's any, that they, they don't want to work with buyers, but it typically mm -hmm. tends to be a lot more work. Um, well, I don't know that it's necessarily more work, but it's, it's a different type of work and, right, you know, is. um, yeah. And, and so, um, and what Natalie's saying is she actually really prefers doing both because it keeps mm -hmm. her, 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 her tools sharp and she understands the other side is, is basically <laughs> what she's saying. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like the joy of a first time home buyer and, and yeah. being part of that with them. But my favorite 
thing to tell my my sellers when I'm on listing appointments, we, as we're walking through the house and looking at everything, I'm like, I really need you to change that air filter because buyers are going to come in here and they're going to look at that dirty air, air filter and they're going to equate that to no maintenance on your HVAC unit. So let's get a new uh, air filter. Because <laughs> umpteen numbers of times I've been with buyers and they look at those filters like, look how filthy that air filter is. Yeah. Uh, you know, cracks in, you know, cracks in concrete or, you know, which are just cosmetic, taking care of those. Those are, you know, give buyers the little heebie-jeebies. So things like that, that can translate over to helping with your listings. Oh yeah. And I'm sorry, I was, I was interrupting your, your list, but um, uh, I don't know if we covered uh, all of it, but uh, yeah, keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> it's long, isn't it? I know, no, I love sorry. it. It's all <laughs> so preparedness and then um, marketing. I think we may have been on to marketing, but having a marketing strategy, this is more for the listing side, um, but you definitely, definitely need to have a marketing strategy. And I have one laid out that I talk to each of my clients about. Um, and then um, networking. And, and what I mean by networking is being involved in the things that you organically love yeah. and having that help support your business. So for me, um, you know, nonprofit organization that I love helps support my business. Um, the coaching my kids sports helps support my bit. So it's not that I do those things. So it will support the business, of but course. do those things. And it helps, you know, network and get to know people and allow people to get to know you because most of the time, that's the biggest challenge. If people know you, um, then th hopefully they'll like you and then they'll want to use you. So just yeah, putting yourself, just putting yourself out there and getting involved in things. Yeah, I think the 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 volunteering or donating time, uh, money, um, effort is is so important because obviously you're you're creating a better community and, and helping an organization mm -hmm. uh, with their needs. Uh, but you're also really telegraphing to all of the other people who also support that organization that n number one, you know, you're into the same stuff they're into, which is that particular organization, but also that you're a giver and, and mm -hmm. people want to work with givers. Um, they, they just do it, whether it's real estate or any other profession, you know, we admire people who, who mm -hmm. give back and, and it's mm -hmm. something that um, is, is couldn't really be overstated. Of course, as Natalie said, and this is the important part, you don't give back in in order to get because mm -hmm. that is also transparent and that will be seen <laughs> yes and 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 there are people in organizations who who volunteer for that reason um but people know those people do it for the, that reason what what they what what really people are attracted to as natalie said is authenticity you know mm -hmm. I, I i'm you know whether you're working with a client whether you're volunteering whether you're putting out marketing material you really uh, as natalie does want really to show this is the real me and and sort of mm -hmm. let uh, let people determine um, if that's a good fit for for their needs. Um, but let I want to talk about marketing because um, with respect to working with with even buyers or sellers, do you feel that that there's there's certain strategies that you're employing that maybe other agents don't? Maybe it's a, an extra mile kind of thing or just a different approach. Are you doing things differently that you think help uh, help marketing a home? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was amazed when I first went into real estate. Um, for uh, Let's just talk about the listing side of things. Um, the, the pictures of homes out online. And Isn't I would go amazing? out and I'm like, like, what is 
is going on with these pictures? Yeah. And, um, you know, you've got toilet seats up and agents in the mirror taking the picture. <laughs> and um, I, I've had the same photographer for four years. He's amazing. Um, I feel like we're really in tune with each other. I do go on all of my photo shoots, but we work very, very closely together to ensure that our pictures are just um, meticulous. I mean, his name is Jake Westerbeck with Pixels Media. Highly recommend him. He's fantastic. Um, but I wouldn't, I, there, there's no one else that I would trust to help for me. And ultimately it is my responsibility to represent that house. I mean, and you have to look at look at it like that. They're hiring you to represent the house and put the best foot forward of the home. So that's, I always tell people when I'm going through the different strategies, of course, we're going to be online. We're going to be on Zillow and Realtor and Truly and hundreds of others, but there's no sense of being online if you're not going to look good online. That's yeah. an important thing. So we put, I put a lot of emphasis in highlighting the, the special features about a home and making sure that they look good. It may be drone video. It may be, um, it may be drone pictures. It may be anything and everything that, that comes with pictures. But I put a lot of weight into that. The other thing that I talk to my clients about is there's two ways um, of marketing your home. Of course, we're going to look good online. And then people are going to be searching and they're going to be seeking your home out. But I also like to take some proactive ways to where we seek buyers out. So I, Smart. so I, so I, so I always tell them, I'm like, not only are we going to be prepared for people to seek your home out, but we're going to seek buyers out. And so I partner with a couple of different companies that will create ads and identify buyers. And then we target, I've got a listing right now. It's a half million dollar listing, 30 acres, an older home, a pond, a pool It's really interesting. Um, and I'm doing my new objective with this home is to try to market and target the Northern States, because I feel like this could be an opportunity. Sure. We kind of see it as expensive or a, a, a more expensive home here, but in the Northern States, people who are migrating down to the South, I mean, that's, it's really not as expensive for them. Yeah. People who, who want more, more space, who want to, um, you know, maybe get away from their current community mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. get something bigger. Uh, and, and wow. Yeah. That makes, so, so how are you actually trying to reach those, um, those people from other States? Are you, I mean, other than obviously you're online, you're on all the websites. Um, are you doing right. anything else trying to find those buyers from other States? So for this specific listing, yes, I've got two, um, two different ways I'm going about it. I'm one is I'm going to go specifically to some horse farm sites because it Smart. is 30, 30 acres. It has yeah. pastures. It has a barn. So I'm learning more and working with this woman right now who's going to show me everything she can do as far as targeting people who are looking for that specific type of home. And then another company that will create an ad and it will, I can tell it where to advertise in the Northern States and it will advertise in the Northern States. Oh, that's so smart. It's funny. We we had an agent years ago who got um, had a listing that was, it was an obscenely uh, expensive home. It was like maybe a five or $6 million home in, in one of the suburbs here in Chicago. And I said, oh my gosh, that's a dream listing. And she's like, well, sort of. She's right. like, here. Yeah. She's like, here's why it's kind of not. Um, and she ended up selling it, but she goes, I had to, she goes, I have to find the buyer. Like the buyer is mm -hmm. not because, because how many people are just waiting for a $6 million home to go on the MLS? Almost nobody, you know, right. 0.0001%. <laughs> so she's like, it, it almost doesn't matter that it's on the MLS because what, 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 what she had to do was actually reach out. She had to search the MLS for any agent that had a buyer 
that had closed a property in like the last 10 years that was in that price point and reach out to them and proactively say, mm-hmm. hey, I know you deal with buyers like this. You have to come see this. And, and she said it was the most work she'd ever done. The listing the home, she's like, that's easy. The hard mm-hmm. part in this case. And so you, you you have a very unique property that you're trying to sell. You have to go that extra step because anybody can dump it up on the MLS. And, and yeah. but, you know, unless there's a lot of people looking for 30 acre, you know, um, sort of farm uh, sort of, you know, land and, and that's that's just probably not a ton of people. So that's such a smart strategy and, and probably makes sense. And I know why you've been Thank so you. successful. Thank you. So, so how- Well, I do. I- and I, I would I would say um, my husband and I, we've kind of had this discussion back and forth because there have been a couple, probably what you would consider difficult listings come across my path. And I never, ever want to turn down the opportunity to try to sell it. It may be difficult. And a couple of times he's been like, are you sure you want to take that? <laughs> Absolutely. I would rather yeah. the opportunity than not have the opportunity. So it's, it's a mindset. It's a perspective. Um, you know, I had to sell, a, well, I was given the opportunity to sell a home that was a more challenging home to sell of one of my dear, dear friends. And my husband said, I think we should not do this. I, I think you should just right. pass. You know, there's like too it much. Might what hurt if the it, friendship. Yeah, or, what if, yeah. You know, what if it goes wrong? I looked at him. I said, you are looking at this all wrong. <laughs> I said, I'm going to sell it. And when I do, it's going to build something beautiful between us. And it has, they have continued to refer me. They, they're probably at least three referrals a year for me. Wow. Um, all based on that, all based on that first house that I sold for them. So I have to ask, because you are a mother, you sold 126 homes last year. Um, how are you, what What does your work-life bounce? What tips do you have for for agents who who maybe, maybe they aren't even as busy as you are, listeners? Um, some of them are, some of them aren't, but how do you do it all, right? Moms, they always, you know, call like working moms are superheroes, but how are you actually balancing this? Because you are a busy person. I'll tell you, I grind, grind, grind during the day as much as I can while they're at school. And I do take appointments in the evenings and at the convenience of my clients. But all of the all of the things that I need to be getting done that don't involve appointments and clients, I'm very, very focused. I mean, I, I feel like I have the ability to focus and and when I need to get things done, get it done because I know I have this limited time. Um, so that's that's probably one thing, just a matter of being able to focus. And I have built, you know, it. It, it has been me. I've had, oh gosh, don't let me forget to say this. So I have an amazing administrative assistant. So the little Tafflinger team started off with just myself at the beginning. And then I got to about 50 transactions and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, it's not physically possible. You, I cannot do this. And so I fell into this wonderful relationship with um, transaction coordinator, administrative assistant, whatever you want to call her, Christy. Yeah. She was here in Florence. She was actually a past client and we just came to, she was a past realtor, past client, and we fell into this. So I needed, needed her. I still need her. Well, about six months into her starting with me being my assistant, her husband got transferred to Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, wow. She didn't, she didn't want to stop working for me. I didn't want her to stop working for me because she was amazing. And we have been doing remote um, work together for over four years. Um, So it's been just phenomenal having her. So that's key. I tell everyone, when you get to a certain level, know your limits, know what you can do and not do. Don't, don't overcommit and under deliver because your clients will know. So there's a time when, with that growth that you just know it's time to expand. And so um, that's been helpful in work-life balance as well. Just knowing when to expand. 
And then after Christie, um, just recently, now this is all just late 2020, early 2021 is kind of the new growth of the Tafflinger team because I want to continue to help more people. So my sister, who actually lived in Memphis, Tennessee, moved to Florence, South Carolina, wow. got, got her realtor license. And now, so she's a buyer's agent. Now she's working specifically with buyers. And so I'm helping her. She's a natural, she's phenomenal at it already. Um, so I have my sister as a buyer's agent. My husband, who has his master's degree as well, just recently resigned from his 15 years in corporate America to become my operations manager. So now, and, and, he, and he got his realtor license. So he's nice. a realtor and operations manager. And then most recently, I had another agent come on. She's going to be a buyer enlisting agent. She's a newer agent about a year. And so I'm mentoring her and she's on the Tafflinger team as well. So I feel like Amazing. what started as just little old Natalie is, is definitely grown um, into you know, a little bit more. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit of the highlights. You've, you've just given some highlights, um, but I know that you, there's probably a few a few others you'd like to mention. But yeah, that's an incredible growth and makes perfect sense. I guess you build a team when it's when it's necessary and you just build person by person. So, that's right. Absolutely. Um, I, a couple highlights. So one highlight is just the honor of serving multiple members of the same family. So I started with um, a, a a mom and dad and I helped them sell a house and everything went wonderful. And then their son got to the age where he needed a home, he and his wife, and they referred me to him. So I helped the son and the daughter. And then their daughter moved from Charleston to Florence and they needed a home. So I've had the opportunity. I mean, what it, it just blows my mind of what an honor that is to be able to help continue, continue to help the same family um, through the, everyone that's in their family. Yeah, that's incredible. That is now my favorite story is um, I think it was probably my first or second year and there's an agent in Florence. She's phenomenal. Um, we all look up to her. She's been doing it for 40 years. I call her the queen. Um, and she, one time I had a friend and I thought I was going to get this listing. It's in a great neighborhood. And I saw him at the pool and he said, no, we're going to use this other realtor. Sure. And he said, but the house sold like that. And it was her buyer. And the, what he described to me, my husband and I coined the term aquafecta because she had three transactions out of the, out of the one, three, three sales out of the one given situation. Wow. And so the first time I had my first was it? No, trifecta. It was a trifecta. She had yeah. the trifecta. So yeah. the first time I had my trifecta, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I just achieved something that one of my idols in real estate had achieved. And it was a milestone. And then it was just this past year, we had to coin a new term, the quafecta, because <laughs> I had four, I had two um, listings and I was dual agent on both of those listings and they were all interrelated. So my seller- my seller of listing number one purchased my listing number two, and then my buyer bought the listing number one's house. So there were um, four different transactions all within the dual agency. Wow, that is a quad, 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 quad,
Michael. I love it. You should, uh, you could, if that would be the name of your book, if you uh, wrote about how to be a successful real estate agent, be quiet. That's an awesome idea. That is an awesome idea. (laughs) Um, well, um, Natalie, thank you so, so much. What I want to do too, is also mention that anyone in the Florence area, um, Natalie, can you, can you talk about the, the areas that you do service in case there's any buyers, sellers, renters, investors that want to work with the Tafflinger team? Um, what areas do you service? Sure. So you, um, the Florence area, we have a surrounding area, Darlington, Hartsville, Conway, the beach. Um, King, there's, there's several different areas right within this surrounding area that I service, but those are the main areas, Florence, Darlington, Hartsville, Conway, and then any other small kind of surrounding area as well. I have been to Conway. Um, and I picked up a, <laughs> I picked up a, um, I picked up Thanksgiving dinner once when we were eating in Myrtle Beach. We drove, because that's about an hour. Is Conway about an hour from Myrtle Beach or so 45 minutes maybe? Yep, about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I had to drive all the way over there to pick up catering, uh, then bringing it back. So I've been to Conway. But that our audience doesn't care about me being, visiting <laughs> Conway. But, uh, but if anyone does live in the Florence or surrounding area and you are looking to work with one of the very top realtors in that area, in fact, she just broke the record for, this, for the number of transactions in a given year in the entire higher local association history, uh, reach out to Natalie and the Tafflinger team. Um, what is, oh, everyone can visit her directly at her website, um, which is, bear with me one second. I'm so sorry. It is natalietafflingerhomes.com. Again, Natalie Tafflinger, that's T-A-F-L-I-N-G-E-R and homes is plural, natalietafflingerhomes.com. And is there any way people can reach out to you via email? Oh, absolutely. It's very simple. Natalie at natalietafflingerhomes.com. So I kept it simple in there. Natalie at natalietafflingerhomes.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for being on the show. Congratulations on your incredible success. Five years, 126 transactions in just the last year alone um, is during a pandemic on top of that is beyond, beyond incredible. And we're going to continue to watch your success and uh, we'll probably have you back on the show in a few years and you'll say, oh, remember when I was only doing 126 (laughs) homes a year? Uh, Now I'm uh, double that because you've doubled it every year. So, uh, so now, no, but anyway, uh, we're, we're so uh, proud of, of what you've accomplished and we're so excited to share it with our audience for everyone that's listening and or watching, please support our show. The easiest way you can do that is think about one other agent, either in your office or just in the realtor community that you know that could benefit from hearing from somebody like Natalie and send them a link to this episode. You can find us right on our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com or uh, have them pull up a podcast app and search for Keeping It Real should pop right up. And then also please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Keeping It Real Pod. We post all of our uh, episodes there, of course, along with we do, we find an article every day written specifically to help agents grow their business. And we post that there. And when we're doing these, uh, these episodes, we actually do them live on Facebook. So again, facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. Natalie, thank you so much. And uh, we will see everyone on the next time. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye.